You're listening to the Sweetwater Now News Show. Local news, when you need it, how you need it. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast. Today is Friday, June 23rd. I'm Brady Flack, joined by my colleague Stephanie Thompson, and we're going to bring you the top headlines from this week. So, Stephanie, it looks like we had one rolling yesterday and uh, one of our bigger stories this week, so I'll let you take, take off with that. Sure. A cold case has been solved after modern technology identified the remains. The Sweetwater County Sheriff's Office announced this week that a body found near Granger in 1982 has been identified. The remains, which were known to local investigators over the year as Pipeline Pete, were identified through DNA testing as those of Jack Clausen of Sedalia, Missouri. Clausen disappeared back in July of 1981 while traveling back to his home in Missouri after visiting family in California. He was supposed to return for a hunting trip, but when he never showed up, the family reported him missing. Around a year later, Clausen's remains were discovered by pipeline surveyors near Granger, south of Interstate 80, and that's hence the name why he got Pipeline Pete. An investigation and autopsy at the time revealed no signs of foul play, and it was believed that Clausen likely died from exposure. In May, we're going to fast forward here. So in May of 2011, the sheriff's office submitted DNA samples from cold cases to the University of Northern Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, Texas. And then we're going to fast forward some more. <laughs> and then in March of 2023, they finally received a positive match with Clausen, rather. Um, and we're just, we're glad that he is identified Um, This, I think, is the one of three in Sweetwater County that um, have been identified through the cold cases. Um, And may the family finally have some closure knowing um, that he's been identified and what happened to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's amazing what technology can do these days, right? Yes. Well, uh, we'll turn our attention over to the Flaming Gorge Reservoir. Um, A boat actually sank Uh, earlier this week and posed a hazard for those boating nearby Buckboard Marina. The Sweetwater County Sheriff's Office warned boaters at the gorge to be cautious near the area off the point of North Buckboard just south of the cliffs. The owners of the boat were working to get the boat removed from the reservoir. Uh, While we are on the subject of the gorge, the Sheriff's Office is also warning residents who have been parking their campers along the shoreline and leaving them unattended to check on them. Due to increased snowpack this year, rainfall, and the Fontenelle Dam's increased releases, the water along the gorge's shoreline is rising, threatening campers parked along it. No one wants their camper to be flooded, obviously, so uh, be sure to check on your camper and move it to a safe location if you do have one out there. Yeah, Otherwise, just, you may be uh, joining the boat. <laughs> yeah, just to make a note, um, it it rises really fast. Like um, people who sent in photos said that um, within hours they had gone from their camper being fine to they had to get it out of there. So just check on your campers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to focus on um, some finances here for the next few stories. As you know, you follow the the money trail. So The Rock Springs City Council approved its 2023-2024 fiscal year budget earlier this week, but not without having to cut items from the proposed budget to make up for a projected $1 million shortfall. Director of Administrative Service Matthew McBurnett 
said the city was looking to have around a $285,000 shortfill um, during its preliminary budget earlier this year. However, that shortfall has now increased and is predicted to be around $1 million. To address the shortfall, some items requested were placed on a wish list. Should funding become available, items on that list may be completed. Of course, employees will still be receiving a 6% cost of living adjustment and some open positions requested by the city will be filled. Um, due to the previous budgetary concerns for the past several years, um, those em some employees had quit and those positions were just not filled. So in order to help out those employees, they're going to fill some of those positions at this time. As for water and sewer rates, those will also increase. Water will be increased by 5%, while sewer rates will increase by 3%. Um, the sales and tax revenue predictions are higher than expected, and they have been helping the city continue running. So hopefully that will continue through the next fiscal year. Okay, and our friends over on the Green River City Council are also approving their 2023-24 fiscal year budget, and it appears to be doing better than uh, here in Rock Springs. The estimated beginning fund balance on July 1st is roughly $35 million. Revenues are at about $23.7 million, leaving a total of $58.8 million available for fiscal year 2024. Expenditures are estimated to be about $28.4 million in total, um, the city of Green River has been able to carry over funds from the last few years. The city plans to use the carryover funds for needs that come up, set up sinking funds, or start a road program to help fix roads without the use of a six-penny tax. The city's budget also includes health care increases for employees and a cost-of-living adjustment. The city will also continue to support the Southwest Wyoming Regional Airport, Sweetwater Economic Development Coalition, and the Sweetwater County Combined Communications Dispatch Center. So, um, yeah, there's your money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A former Rock Springs resident who visits Rock Springs during the summers asked the Rock Springs City Council to consider adding a new skate park. Willie Padilla approached the council at its regular meeting on Tuesday evening, saying that while the current skate park is a still fun, it doesn't allow for skaters to continue improving their skills and it attracts punks, he said, <laughs> to the park. Padilla proposed the city invest in a new bull skate park, which would include a pool and other features. And just to make sure we clarify, uh, basically a pool is like what you think of, but it's unfilled. No water in it, okay? Nope. <laughs> According to Padilla, other cities in Wyoming, including Pinedale, Lander, and Riverton, have already constructed bull skate parks. He said Riverton spent around 300000 for their new skate park, while Pinedale spent quite a bit less. However, Pinedale's skate park is quite a bit smaller than Riverton's park. But Padilla said one of his favorite skate parks is a small one, so it all depends on how it's designed, and he offered to help find companies and come up with designs for a new park. Parks and Recreation Dire Director Dave Lansing said about 10 years ago, the city was approached by a group asking for a new skate park, just like the one Padilla is requesting now. At that time, the group asked the city to set aside some land designated for the project, saying they would take care of the rest. The city did go ahead and set aside an acre of land at the Family Recreation Center for that new skate park, and the land is still designated for that purpose today. 
However, the city never heard back from that group. While the council appeared to be in support of the project, there's just one thing standing in the way, of course. And if you listen to our previous story, it's pretty obvious. It's the funding. <laughs> yep. Um, when the city is struggling just to you know, balance the budget and try to meet city current needs, um, they don't really want to take on any more projects at this time. However, they did suggest that Padilla look at possible funding options and see what he can find out. Um, see if there's grants available, um, start a grassroots effort, or even see if there's any local companies that would like to help out. Um, and Padilla took him up on the offer, and so he's going to go and find out what he can, and hopefully we'll see him at an upcoming council meeting. I don't know. All right. Well, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on for sure. Well, the Sweetwater County commissioners approved a nearly $7 million budget amendment for Memorial Hospital of Sweetwater County. Sweetwater Memorial CEO Irene Richardson explained that the reason for the increase is that while the hospital's revenues have been higher, so has its costs. The areas where the hospital was over budget were salaries, wages, benefits, contract labor, supplies, and depreciation. A lot of the money was spent on contract labor, which is more expensive. Richardson said during and after the pandemic, a lot of people left the healthcare industry, which forced them to hire people on contracts. As for the increases in expenses, that has to do with trying to obtain supplies when there are supply chain issues. So um, just a little news from the Sweetwater County Commissioners this week. Yeah, and hopefully the hospital can get that budget back on track. It's tough when you don't have employees and you need them. Like you cannot, there are certain agencies in town where you have to have employees, the fire department, the police department, the hospital. I'm sorry, they're needed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're essential. All right. So for some notable news, once again, there's a lot of events taking place this weekend. In Green River, the party in the park is taking place until seven tonight and will continue on Saturday from 10 to seven at Evers Park. The event will feature vendors, food, family games, and music. And for those who would like to see artwork being created by local artists, uh, you will not want to miss out on the Sweetwater County Plain Air Art Competition taking place throughout downtown Rock Springs and at Bunning Park from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. A silent auction uh, of those pieces of artwork will then take place at the Community Fine Arts Center starting at 4 p.m., so don't miss out on that one either. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what they come up with. All right. And be sure and check out the Vintage Airstream Parade, an open house taking place in downtown Rock Springs on South Main Street. The Airstreams will be on display from 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And a parade will follow the community open house. This event, of course, is kicking off the 66th annual Airstream International Club Rally which will be held out at the Sweetwater Events Complex next week. Well, for these stories and more, you can find them all at sweetwaternow.com. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast. For Stephanie Thompson, I'm Brendan Flack. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Have a wonderful Wyoming weekend.